Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christlikeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are continuing on in the Psalms. We are on Psalm 58. You know, I was wondering, why don't we just record that so it's always the same, that beginning one, rather than read it every time? <laughs> I'm just thinking... Because I don't want to. You don't want to. I don't want you want to deal with that. You want it to be fresh and to real, like and put all those my mistakes and. <laughs> and then when you listen to podcasts where the yeah. intro was pre-recorded and then the show is different, and then suddenly the volume. The volumes. Yes, we have that with a podcast I, we listen to. Yeah, exactly. We don't. I'm just wanna, saying. I feel wanna, we don't want to be like those. I don't know how to keep it like those people who don't fresh care. You every time. <laughs> well, you can say it in Spanish next time. Okay, I'll try Spanish. It's my goal. <laughs> Hola. We don't know any Spanish. I do know a couple words. But anyways, today we are in Psalm 58. <laughs> uh, it's labeled a, a mitkim of David. It says, do not destroy. But I'll get what Steve. What is a mitkim? Well, it's interesting, though, because I was kind of doing some research about that a little bit. Mine has type, a little six beside it, and it says, probably a musical or liturgical term. Yes, but listen to this. Help. That doesn't help no, at all. No, I have information I if you I'm would listen. Saying, no. Just for a minute. No. Um, a mitkem is like, means engraving, right? So some, I was, one of the commentaries I was reading was like, picture David engraving this psalm on the wall of his cave as he was seeking refuge. So the mitkems were um, literally, it means engraving, but because he was actually engraving them, mm. carving them into something, nice. which is very interesting to me. So it's like, like those people that have like song lyrics, Tattooed posters. Oh, yeah, posters. Oh, yeah. Tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Kind of like that. So, anyways, a little bit more clarity that way. Uh, but this one is like, do not destroy. Do not destroy. <laughs> yeah. How many mitkims did David have? Because then if he had... He has a lot of these, actually. He had a lot of these tattoos, or he had a really big cave. Well, no. Uh, yeah. He didn't have tattoos. <laughs> I we just don't know that. that out there. But, no, it says specifically, like, in a cave he was seeking refuge in. So, that could be interesting yeah. today if there's any, there like, problems yeah. left. Okay, if you want to read it for us, that would be great. I I would love to read it. (laughs) Psalm 58. Do you indeed decree what is right, you gods? Do you judge the children of men uprightly? No, in your hearts you devise wrongs. Your hands deal out violence on earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray from birth, seeking lies. They have venom like the venom of a serpent, like the deaf adder that stops its ears, so that it does not hear the voice of the charmers or of the cunning enchanters. O God, break the teeth in their mouths. Tear out the fangs of the young lions, O Lord. Let them vanish like water that runs away. When he aims his arrows, let them be blunted. Let them be like the snail that dissolves into slime, like the stillborn child who never sees the sun. Sooner than your pots can feel the heat of of thorns, whether green or ablaze, may he sweep them away. The righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He will bathe his feet in the blood of the wicked. Mankind will sure, will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely there is a God who judges mm. on earth. Yeah, thank you. That's so a, That's a very happy song. It's a very happy. Do not destroy. That didn't give you a little heads up. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be super happy. So there he's speaking to the judges, right? To those who decree, like, do you indeed decree what is right? You gods, like talking to them like, yeah, yeah you feel that you're above us, Um maybe that's how they view themselves because of what he's seeing them going on. 
do you judge the children of men uprightly? So then he asks this question of them uh, straight to the heart of the matter. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. And he, I'm thinking, is asking this because, no, he does not feel that they are, right? Because verse 2, it says, no, in your hearts you devise wrongs. Your hands deal out violence on the earth. So to the rulers of this time, he's challenging them. Some think that this was maybe to the rulers that were kind of taking um, Saul's side of things and dealing very right. unjustly yeah. with David. Okay. Um, that they were cold-blooded, that they had malice. You know, they were devised. Right. Um, so they're making things up. They're, you know, there's this, there's this picture of unjust, mm-hmm. unfair, wrong in their ruling. But because they are, you know, yeah, I won't say that. But because they are <laughs> um, in charge, they get to... They get, they get to decide. You know, I was just going to say, okay, I will say it. But I'm not American, so I don't know. But um, it seems to me that when you see anything on television, you know, the, the small American towns, it's the sheriff or whatever that's in charge. Oh, and yeah, if he's yeah. not um, upright or righteous or just, yeah, can, then the whole can, town... They can do whatever they want. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know. But that's the kind of picture that I get. Like, I'm the one in charge... This is going to be how, yeah. you know, are we? Well, it's always like judges. a rural town in, hmm. like, you know, it's not like, it's not like the sheriff or the the mayor of like a large city turns everything. Mm. But it's always mm-hmm. like these small little communities where the mindset is like, mm-hmm. if the judge and the sheriff are both kind of crooked, like it's going to be a bad town. Right. Yeah. So this is kind of what I'm this kind of a sensing and I don't know where you're from, what it's like. But there's these these men, these people that are ruling these judges to decree what's right and wrong. But they themselves have strayed from what is right and wrong. Yeah. So then verse three goes to actually describe what the wicked are like. Yeah. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray from birth, speaking lies. So they they were born in wickedness, which, of course, we all are born, right? You don't have to teach a child how to lie. You know, like there's this, there's this, we are all born yeah. uh, sinful. Yeah. Right? You don't have to teach anybody to do what is wrong. You're, you're stealing my, my funny thing. But what? Oh, I can tell you like 95% of the people in the world what their first sin was. Oh, yeah, you always say this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when the little toddler messes in their diaper and their parent asks them, did you make a mess in your diaper? And they say no, but we've never taught them how to lie. It's their inherent sinful yeah. wickedness mm-hmm. coming out. Somehow they figured out that it's better to lie than to tell the truth in that moment because they want something different than to be taken away and changed. Right. They want to keep playing or keep yeah. doing whatever. It is yeah, whatever, whatever it is. And yeah. like Psalm fifty-one five tells us that all humanity, we are all sinful, right? And, yes. and left in that, we are all liars and we're all led astray and we lead others astray with like on this side of the cross without Jesus. But here in David's time, it's without the Lord, without mm-hmm. the guidance of God. So <clears throat> he's describing that they're liars. So we already know that he, there's no trust in them. Right. Verse four says they have venom, like the venom of a serpent like the deaf adder that stops its ear. So their words are poisoned. They're hurtful. They cause harm. Then verse 5 continues, so that it does not hear the voice of the charmers or the cunning enchanter. So therefore no one can hear anything but them. It's just their lies and their words and their evil. It's like like, uh, the the Disney thing, Hmm. uh, the little snake in Robin Hood. Oh. And, and the jungle book that always... The cartoon like, one. Like the cartoon one that is always hypnotizing. Yes. So yes. you don't hear anything yeah. but the snake. But that, in that yeah. kind of a... There's just very evil 
this thing. Yeah. Um, but then David calls to God in verse 6, right? Oh, God, break. And it's not just call to God. And it's <laughs> God, remove them. God, protect me. No, God, break the teeth in their mouths. Tear yeah. out the fangs of the young lions. Oh, Lord. Like, destroy them. Break yeah. them. Yeah, make, um, them, make them not threatening. Right, tear out the fangs, so get rid of the poison. But both lions and serpents have fangs, yeah. right? That's where their power is. So David's saying, God, remove their power. Yeah. Remove what others are afraid of because you are stronger than that, than them. Right. But they don't believe that right now, right? They're acting as if they are the ones in control. Yeah. And then verse 70 continues, let them vanish like water that runs away. When he aims his arrows, let them be blunted be blunted right yeah. so water that runs away like in the desert you know like it comes yep. and it dries there's no evidence that it was even there ever yeah right it just oh, yeah. dries totally. up verse eight i think is the one does it talk about the snail oh yeah the snail that's kind of weird <laughs> gross but it's interesting like let them be like the snail that dissolves into slime yeah like the stillborn child who never sees the sun so we know we know snails i don't know if you have snails if you're listening where you're from but snails are slimy disgusting things and they cover everything they touch with slime. They leave this huge, thick trail of slime. And we know they don't dissolve, but it kind of looks like it because all that's left after them is well, this they, trail of they slime. Do, they do if you put them, like, in salt. Yes, you need salt, but this is not what this is talking about here. Well, he's saying make them dissolve, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's like they leave a trail, but they aren't there themselves, yeah. right? And then the arrows, which were uh, in this verse 7, you know, like let them be blunted, have no point yeah. to them. Yeah. So there's a lot of imagery here that David is going into depth about yeah. more than just yeah, stop yeah. them, right? Like very clear in how to stop them. Yeah. Right? So then this verse 9, sooner than your pots can feel the heat of thorns, whether green or ablaze, may he sweep them away. Yeah, that seems weird to me. Well, I'm wondering, I did some reading, and it was like, so maybe they're talking about like a flash fire or thorns that burn so quickly under fire, like they burn up oh, immediately. I got you. I got you. Right? Um, <clears throat> whether they're green or whether they dry, sweep them away. It could be something like that. Either way, I think David's feelings are so clear here about the desperation he has for God to remove and destroy right. the okay. wicked and yeah, evil yeah. judges. There you go. That's kind of... I like that. You only buy that for a dollar? <laughs> yeah, maybe even more than a dollar. Or a dollar ten? Maybe. Maybe. Verse 10 goes on, The righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He will bathe his feet in the blood of the wicked. Again, very visual, right? The righteous will rejoice at God's vengeance. Yeah. It would be like the righteous were there. They're witnessing this, right? They're going to bathe their feet in the blood of the wicked. Um, I didn't look this up, Psalm 68, 23. But it's, Psalm 68. Mm -hmm. It talks, I think, about the blood of the wicked again, or feet bathing in the wicked, or in the blood is mentioned. Yeah, you may strike your feet in their blood, that the tongues of your dogs may have the portion from their foe. Hmm. So blood again. So there's this this imagery of yeah. uh, defeat, such such strong defeat, like they're just. <laughs> Yeah, bathing no, in their and, blood, and that's the thing. Like, there's a weird kind of. Sometimes David writes psalms that are like it doesn't match with biblical ethic. No, a hundred percent. Well, and the Old Testament is a little bit but it, like, but it does. But it because, does because David's not going to go do this. But he is asking right. God if who the vengeance belongs to the I Lord, not like, us. I would like you 
to take the vengeance mm-hmm. that is yours. Yeah. But while you're doing it, can you smash out their teeth? Yeah, yeah. Make them Let dissolve. me just help you out here, God. Like, <laughs> I need a puddle of blood that I can stand in so that I know yeah. that they are gone. Well, it is like the righteous will rejoice at this. And yeah. I did see a quote. I mean, this is vengeance at its best. I, I know. I, I, you know, deep down inside, like, they're, you know, the revenge movie. Well, we the love vengeance them. thing. I know. I personally, like, if I know that somebody is hunting down the bad guy and going to exact... Uh, revenge, but painful revenge, prob- not just revenge. I'm probably more interested in that <laughs> yeah. movie. Fair. So, like, I read this psalm and I'm like, yeah, like, it, uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> now, Jesus didn't pray like this. No, and, and but, but Jesus David did not did. teach like this. But David did. So but David like, did. And David weird, was a man after God's own this, heart. Yeah, there's this weird reconciling. So, of, like, I mean, it is true that. <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like. Am I allowed to pray that I would like my enemies to vanish like water that runs away? I know. I would I would like you just to be a drip of water that disappears. <laughs> Please and thank you. Thank you. I think it's interesting, and tell me what you think after I read this next quote, because um, verse 10, when it says, the righteous will rejoice at God's vengeance, mm-hmm. it says, if it is God to destroy, it cannot be wrong in his servants to rejoice that he does. Only only they have to take heed that their emotions is untarnished by selfish, sorry, selfish gratulation and is not untinged with solemn pity for those who are indeed doers of evil, but were themselves the great sufferers from their evil. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, this this is that moment where. (laughs) Those are hard words. Understanding that somebody, okay, this will sound really bad, but understanding that somebody (laughs) gets what you think. (laughs) They deserve. Right. Right? Okay. So if we put this and frame this back into the context of a sinful person living a sinful life, unrepentant yeah. their whole life. Right. Uh, you, don't, you don't celebrate that they are separate from God for eternity. Right. But you also, <clears throat> like it's not shocking that they're, that they're, like, that they may not be in heaven. That this and this is right. Like we is don't obviously yeah. we don't know the inner workings of people's hearts and minds, and we don't know how at the end of life right, that right, works right. out. But that's right. We can't judge are, that. That's not when for you us. walk through your day mm-hmm. and you look at people around you. There are a great number of people who will, if they were to die, be separate from God, right. from what we understand in Scripture. Yeah, and we have to reconcile somehow that that's a reality. I agree, but this goes that step farther, and it says it rejoices yeah. at their demise, and that is, I think, where the hard part comes in. Yeah. But if you have somebody tormenting you, yeah. constantly ruling over you with evil, deceit, with lies, and like just wrong, yeah. Then so, like when the guy passes me on the highway, like oh, I think that's a little different. And then they go and get a ticket. Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't be overly exuberant that they are getting a ticket. No, but you are thankful that it wasn't you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And I, I think that's what we're talking about here. It's yeah, like, it you know what? They, we all probably deserved what they got because I was of probably course. speeding well, as well, but they yeah. got caught and they took the punishment that is, could have been mine. And in the midst of all of that, you know, you probably don't want to be like, 
waving your hand and celebrating that the cops got that guy and yeah. not you. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the, the, I mean, all the analogies sort of break down because you're of talking course. about huge things. Well, here. we don't live in this world But like if you were anymore. the king of a country mm-hmm. and another country made a move and it just went really, really bad for them mm-hmm. after years of hunting you down and chasing you and trying to get things from you that weren't theirs, mm-hmm. you'd probably be like, told you so. Yep. Yeah, you know, that's what like, I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> Something many, like that. <laughs> how many times have I looked at our kids and say, what did you think was going to happen when you did that? Yeah, I actually more often than not, you've looked at me and said, can I say I told you so? And I say no. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things but similar, where, right? where it, sh- it doesn't shock us that people yeah. experience the repercussions of their choices. No. But we also shouldn't but celebrate think, their demise yes, quite. Right. Take you know. heed that your emotions are untarnished by your yeah. selfish yeah, yeah. and it's not tinged with Well, and when you do celebrate that, what does it do? It points yes. out your of sin course. in well, your yeah. heart you're not that you humble, have to you're deal not. with. Absolutely. And if this was a psalm about Absalom destroying his life. I don't know if this one if was. If it was, no. I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe. I don't then know. It, this, is, this is in part about his son. I don't. I know, and that's where a lot of them are right. saying we don't think it is because he loved his son. But there comes a point where how long can you hold up under wanting yeah, to? Yeah, but the cunning, the cunning enchanter, without. and the voice of the serpent that he's asking to be yeah, made quiet. I know. Yeah. That could be Absalom's uh, grandfather. I forget the name right now, but the yes, his, his mother's father, yeah. which was he was a king of wherever. I and forget. he was he was speaking full of all sorts of details. I don't remember his name. Yeah, very I don't vague know where. and <laughs> undefined details. Thank you so much for. <laughs> Super offering helpful. those. Super helpful. Either way, I do think um, I do think we have to be careful. Yeah. That on one hand, yes, there is rejoicing. Um, on another hand, you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. And then verse 11, because David continues, it says, Mankind will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely there is a God who judges on the earth. Mm-hmm. So th- there is a reward for the righteous. And the wickedness that David longs for God to go away is happening. He wants it to happen on earth yeah. now, right? We know that there will be a time when all is made right. We know that God w- wins. We know this. Like, newsflash, if you don't know, Jesus wins. Like, that is the end. Yeah. Um, but David is saying, I want it now. Yeah. Like, God, can well, and, you do and, this now? And 10 and 11 come in a stanza, right? So They do. Absolutely. Mankind will say there is a reward for the righteous when they see the vengeance that allows them to be standing in the feet in the pool of in the blood pool of, the of blood and then they'll see when, that god when the world sees is the judging. righteous victorious or yeah. redeemed right. or um, you know championed over the wicked that's when they'll say surely there is a god exactly who judges and, now, and i mean we live in that we live in that reality now mm-hmm. the interesting thing about psalm 58 is that it was a community lament that God's people sang when they were confronted with injustice among their rulers. So this isn't yeah. just a one-off. This song is something they sung um, that to help them deal with praying for godly leadership, help give them a compass, a moral compass for leadership, and it helped them to celebrate that one day God will vindicate his justice in this world. Yeah. So it gave them that hope for the future. So when they are frustrated with the leaders and the godlessness of their leaders, then they would sing this song and lament this song together. Right. And and I find that so interesting. Like there's, you know, the whole political climate of anywhere in the world today. What what do you feel and see when you see the injustice around you? Do you call to God? Do you sing to him? Do you praise him? Yeah. And I think this psalm is a great reminder 
that we can put our trust in him. And like Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good, for a proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. So there's yeah. that hope that the righteous is coming. God will deliver and make everything right, but we cannot give up. Right. In praising him, praying for him, praying for godly leaders, praying for our leaders, and that uh, be encouraged that God loves you and he has a plan for justice. Mm. Just keep your eyes on him. Yeah, here's another thing that we could probably record and hmm. play over and again. But thanks for joining us <laughs> yes. for our conversations today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. Maybe we should record it. We appreciate, <laughs> we appreciate, we appreciate you. any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time. <laughs>